Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. You know, we're, ta- we're taking our Wednesday nights, and uh, for the year of expansion, we've turned our first Wednesdays into um, Expansion Wednesdays. And so we're talking about expansion on our first Wednesdays, where we've always typically talked about our house habits, and we've walked through our house habits every Wednesday. Um, we're really talking about expansion. How do we expand our faith? How do we expand our vision? How do we expand our future? How do we expand our life? What stands in the way of our expansion? What are some of those keys to expansion? And I want us to go into the book of Hebrews, uh, and I'm going to read a portion of Scripture uh, starting in chapter 5. We'll start reading in in verse 11, and just so I can give you um, a quick little context here, um, as he's making his way through chapter 3 and chapter 4 and chapter 5, um, and basically the entire book of Hebrews um, is uh, the writer of Hebrews, and, and people don't actually know who that is for certain. So some people say it's Paul, some people believe it was uh, one of uh, Paul's partners, Silas, uh, other people uh, believe that, uh, that it was Luke and, and a whole bunch of other people. So nobody actually knows who wrote the book of Hebrews, but the book of Hebrews was written to the Hebrew people. It was written to, to God's people. And basically, the letter is proving the supremacy of Christ. And it is to those people who have moved from Judaism to Christianity, that where they have moved from the old Jewish law into believing in Jesus as the Messiah, the Savior, and their Lord. And so there, there has been some, some temptation for some of these who have converted from Judaism to Christianity, they're being pulled back into some practices of Judaism, if you would. And so the writer of Hebrews is writing saying, hey, Christ is supreme. He is above all. Following him and his and, and the, the, the law of grace and the law that he established is above everything. And so that, that's really where we find the book of Hebrews. So they've really been teaching there in chapter 3 and in chapter 4 about uh, Jesus is greater and about God's promises to his people and that Christ is now our high priest. And so they've been working through this. And we get to verse 11 in, in Hebrews chapter 5 and it says, There is so much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Moving into chapter 6, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. 
You don't need further instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. So, so what we're going to talk about tonight is how do we move forward? How do we move forward into this expansion that we believe God has for us? And I love the way that he starts out in verse 11. And I'm just going to give you five things that I notice from this passage dealing with expansion. Because here's what he starts with in, in verse 11. He says, there is much more. There, there is so much more. And you see, that's what we believe. We believe that there is more. Amen. We believe that God has more for us. We believe that God has a plan and a purpose. We believe that there is more, that we serve the God who can do exceedingly abundantly above. We serve the God who can do immeasurably more. That's what we believe. We believe there is more. And in Hebrews, the writer says, hey, there is so much more for you. But the first thing that I notice here is that there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. It, it, it's the, the first thing that I noticed dealing with expansion. He says, there is so much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. So he, so he starts by saying, hey, there is more, but there's a problem. The problem is you are not in position to receive the more that God has for you. We believe that there is more, but you're not in position to learn it. You're not in position to receive it. You're not in position to walk in it. We know that God has more for you, but the problem is, is that you are dull, and it seems that you aren't listening. You're dull, and you don't listen. You know, and I just believe that, that when you stop listening, the only thing that you can become is dull. When you stop listening, when you stop listening in your marriage, your marriage gets dull. When you stop listening as a business to what the customers are saying, then all of a sudden your business is going to get dull. When you stop listening to what people are saying, things are always going to get dull. And it's the same way in our faith. When we stop listening, we are going to get dull. And here's what I've discovered is that in life, we can, we can be professional talkers and pitiful listeners. But here's the problem. When we're talking, we're not listening. And when we're, when we're talking, we're not learning because you can only learn when you listen. And so he says, here's the problem is I find that you're not listening and you're not listening is making you dull. And it's probably because you're talking too much. You know, there's a reason why God gave you two ears and one mouth. Because you ought to do twice as much listening as you do talking. Okay, because God wants us always to be learning. And man, I'm reading a book right now that is uh, so interesting. Actually, I, I finished it. And uh, the book is called A Curious Mind. A Curious Mind. And, and it's, all about, uh, the, 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 it's all about asking questions and the importance of asking questions and how people have, have really lost 
uh, the art and the desire to ask questions and to stop being curious. And, and, and the author talks about children when they're small and how they ask questions about everything. They want to know how everything works and they want to know why is the sky blue and where does the sun come from. And they, they want to know all of these things. But somewhere along life, we, we stop being curious. And many times it's because our parents told us, shut up, don't ask those questions. They don't have any answers because you had elementary school teachers that squashed your criticism. Why did that? I mean, uh, criticism. I appreciate on that on Sunday. They, they, they squash your curiosity, okay? They squash your curiosity. Why do they squash your curiosity? Because they have things that they have to cover in the classroom, and they don't have time to answer your curious question, and so they know they've got to get to the next lesson plan, the next lesson plan, because that's what they're going to be graded on, so they keep squashing curiosity. So after I ask so many questions to my parents and to my teachers and to my coaches, and I get shut down and shut down and shut down, sooner or later, my mind stops being curious. And when I stop being curious, I stop asking questions. But isn't it interesting that we fall in love with our spouse by asking questions? Because I'm getting to know you. I I don't know you. And so if I want to find out something about you, what do I have to do? I have to ask questions. And the more questions asked, the more I learn about you. And then we, we fall in love, if you would, or we, we choose to love the person by the answers that we're getting and the connection that we feel. But this author makes the case that somewhere along the line, we run into our mid-30s, and, and both parents are working, and they got two kids, and they get the kids uh, fed, and they get the kids in bed. And by the time they put their kids to bed, it's 8.30, and by that time, they are really tired, and there's, there's no curious conversations. It's all about the logistics of the day and the logistics of the week and okay you're going to pay this bill and I'm going to do this and I'll do that okay and they stop being curious and when we stop being curious we stop the very thing that created the connection in the first place and so as we continue to live we say we're just growing apart we're actually not growing apart what happened is we stopped asking the questions that brought us together so we're not we're not we're not listening anymore why do we stop listening many times we stop listening because we feel like we know the answer and, and we start assuming. We start assuming that we know what the other person will say, so I don't even need to ask the question. But, but we negate the fact that the person is growing and the person is developing and the person has had different experiences and, and, and the person is evolving. And so I need to keep asking questions so that I can make sure that what I think is actually what is reality. And so the problem here, he writes, and he says, the problem is, is that you've become spiritually dull, and somewhere along the way, you stopped listening. You stopped listening. The Bible says this in in Proverbs 27, 17. Uh, The Bible says that as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Notice what it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. It doesn't say as iron sharpens iron, so prayer will sharpen you. Or as iron sharpens iron, worship will sharpen you. Now we know that prayer is good and it, will, and it will benefit you. We know that worship is good, it'll benefit you. We know that fasting is good and it'll benefit you. But the scripture also wants you to know you cannot negate the sharpness that will come from a friend. How do you, how do you think you get sharp by, by being friends when people come together? It's not coming together and staring at one another's eyes. It's not coming together and just drinking coffee together. No, it's coming together and sharpening one another by asking curious questions and by the conversation that takes place and as the conversation takes place we get better he says so you we're starting out with a problem there's more but you have a problem that you're not listening 
of a problem that you have become dull. I, I was so challenged as, as I was uh, listening to I was listening to John Piper one day, who's a, a, a very well-known pastor and author, and, uh, and he said this. He said, every year at my missions conference, he said, me and my wife get down on our knees, and we pray, and we say, God, is it us that you want to send to the unreached people groups of the world? This guy's pastoring thousands of people, an extremely large church, is a leader in a, in, 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 in a, in a whole movement, is a tremendous author, and, and he's saying this well into his 60s, and he's saying, God, is it me that you want to send this year? Why? Because he's asking the question that nobody wants to ask, because maybe God didn't want to send him in 1984, and maybe God didn't want to send him in 1994, and maybe God didn't want to send him in 2004, but maybe in 2014, God wants to to send John Piper into the nations of the world. And he said, I'm not going to take God's answer 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago because I've got to keep asking God a question and I've got to keep listening with my ears so that I don't become dull on the inside. God's not intimidated by your questions. God's just intimidated we might stop asking the questions. God doesn't want us to stop asking questions because when we stop asking questions, we stop listening, and when we stop listening, we become dull. And when we become dull, we become ineffective. Here's the second thing that I notice here in the text dealing with expansion. So the first thing, they have a problem. They have a problem in between them and, and more. And then in verse 12, I see this. He says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. So what I see is I see a promotion. I see a promotion. I, I see a problem in verse 11, but I see a promotion in verse 12. And now it is a promotion, but, but can we be honest? It is a mispromotion. Because he said, you, you should be promoted by now. You should be further along. You should not be the one who's listening to the teaching. By now, you should be the one who is giving the teaching. But, but we have a problem because we're, we're not listening and and, and we're, not, we're not listening to people who are trying to speak truth to us. And we're not listening to people who are trying to be honest with us. And we're not in a relationship where iron sharpens iron. So I'm getting better and I'm getting sharper and I'm getting more effective and I'm getting more prepared and I'm getting more ready for what God has for me. No, I'm not listening and I become dull. And so I'm miss, missing my promotion. But in missing my promotion, I, I say, but it, it's because they don't like me. It's because, it's because they don't like me. It's because they, they hate me. It's because they are against me. Or we say, it's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. But, but here's the reality. It's actually the fact that you just won't listen. You won't listen. It's not the devil, and it's not all the haters out there keeping you from your promotion. No, it's actually because you won't listen. And if you won't listen, you won't learn. And if you not learn, you're not going to be as sharp. And so God needs, God needs sharp weapons to use out there in the world. And so, and we know promotion. Promotion doesn't come from the world. The Bible says in Psalm 75 that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. Promotion comes from the Lord. And so you blamed your boss because he didn't promote you, and you blamed the devil because you didn't get the promotion but actually promotion comes from God and because you won't listen God says you're not ready because I'm going to put you somewhere and you're not going to be prepared 
you're going to be dull, and it's going to be devastating to you. So, so what happens is, is we, we, we miss the promotion. Why? Because we got a problem. We miss the promotion because we got a problem, because we're not listening, and we're, we're dull. And, and then as we continue to read in, in verse 12, here's the, the, the third thing that, that I see, is it, it continues on there in verse 12. Instead, he says, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food, for someone who lives on milk is an infant and does not know how to do what is right. What do I see? You're stuck in preschool. So you got a problem. Okay, you got a problem. There's a promotion. Okay, there is a promotion. God is wanting to promote you. God is wanting to advance you. That's what he's telling you. You should be teaching. Why? God wants to promote you. God wants to give you more authority. God wants to give you more responsibility. God wants to elevate you in every way. They have missed this promotion, and instead now they're locked in the preschool classroom. It's like kindergarten cop. Right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, he didn't belong there. Wasn't it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Okay, kindergarten cop. Like, he didn't belong there, right? Okay? But, but what we are is we get locked in the preschool classroom. Because here, here's what it says. I, I want you to notice this. It, it, it doesn't say in verse 13, for someone who lives on milk is an infant because they don't know what is right. It says they don't know how to do what is right. You see, you don't get stuck in preschool just for what you don't know, you get stuck in preschool for what you don't do. It says they don't, they don't know how to do what is right. Why do they not know how to do what is right? Because they stop listening. They stop listening and they become dull and they miss their promotion. Now they're stuck on preschool and they're blaming everything else and everybody else, but they're stuck in the preschool classroom and, and they, they, are, they are stuck there because they don't know how to do what is right. I, lo I love James chapter 1, verse 22. The scripture says this. It says, but... But don't just listen to God's word. You must do. Everybody say do. You must do what it says. Don't just listen. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, come on, how many of you know there's only one law that sets you free, and that's the law of Christ, that's the supremacy of Christ. Whenever you look into that perfect law, it sets you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You see, we get stuck in preschool not because we haven't heard the word. We get stuck in preschool because we're not doing the word. We get stuck in, we get stuck in, this, in this cycle of preschool when we're not advancing and we're not being promoted and we're not where we, we're not where we need to be because we're not doing what the word says and it says here, if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard. How many of you understand that's a thing of maturity? When you don't forget. 
How many of you understand your kids forget all the time? Your kids forget. That's why they say, like, you know, like, with your little babies or whatever, like, they can't remember. So, like, you tell them, you know, not to do this. They, they can't remember. Their brain actually cannot process it. They're too young. And as they grow, they develop, and they start remembering. And the more I can remember when I touch this, it has consequences, right? Okay, now that is a sign of maturity. And so, and so he's, James is writing here the exact same thing. And he says, hey, you have to do what it says, and the way you do what it says is that you don't forget about what you read you don't forget what you heard on Sunday you actually go and do it you don't forget what you read in your morning devotional by the time it gets three o'clock you actually apply it at three o'clock that, that's how that's how you show your maturity but we can get stuck in this in this preschool mentality you see it's not just about how much knowledge you collect it's about how much action you take it's not the collection of knowledge. It's about what do I do with what I know. You see, so many times uh, uh, people get stuck in, in preschool, and, and you, you, can, you can sound spiritual even in preschool. You can sound so spiritual and be stuck in preschool. You know, you, you, you know what sounds spiritual when you're stuck in preschool? is when you say, Oh, I, I got to go find another church because there's just not enough meat. They're just, they're just serving the milk. I got to go where there's, where there's more meat. I got to go, I got to go where there's more work. I got to go where we can go deeper. Now that sounds real spiritual, right? I mean, that sounds like, whoo, man, you want to go deeper. The problem is, is people can be stuck in preschool talking about they want to go deeper, but you don't go deeper because you hear more revelation. You go deeper whenever you get more action in your life and you start actually doing what Jesus said. When you start loving your enemy and loving your neighbor and feeding the hungry and you start actually doing it and forgiving those people that stabbed you in the back and stomped on your toe 10 times, and, and that, that's whenever you start putting into practice what Jesus actually said and you start being the light in your world you stop judging the world and you become the light of the world you stop being you start being the salt of the earth and you start you stop just being salty and upset at everybody else and when you start doing it you see when you just start doing the most simple things but you can be in preschool and sound spiritual but you're really stuck you're stuck in preschool because you're not being and doing what God called you to do. It's not a matter of what I know. I don't need another revelation. If we all stopped right now, we know enough to work on for the rest of our lives. I'm not coming to hear another message that, that tickles my ear or tickles my fancy or makes me say, wow, I've never heard that before. I come here so that together we can be reminded about what really matters. I come here so that I can be encouraged. Fuel can be poured on my fire for the fight so that I can be reminded of why I believe what I believe because it's about making a difference out there, not about hearing something brand new in here. things that can get in our way of expanding here's the fourth thing that I see in verse 14 
He says, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. It's for those who are mature. How does he define mature? He defines mature as those who have gone through training to develop a skill. How do you understand? It doesn't matter if you're training for a marathon or you're training for a new job. The training is not the fun part. You know, that's why they call the off-season in sports. They call it off-season training. Off-season training. Nobody plays sports for the off-season training. I don't take my new job because I'm so excited about the six weeks of training that I have to endure before I start the position. No, I took the job because it's a better salary and it's better benefits and it's in line with what I want to do. I didn't do it for the training. I, I didn't sign up to play athletics for the training. No, I signed up for the games. I signed up to have fun and be out there with my teammates and do it. That's what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for the training, but he says here, the only way that you reach maturity is through training. And through training, you develop this thing called a skill. Hmm. You, you don't get a skill just because you like to have a skill. You don't get a skill because you have Pastor Philip pray for you. You don't get a skill. It's not how you get a skill. There's only one way to get a skill, and that's through training. You develop the skill. You have to put in the work to get the skill. And he says, this is how you know that you are mature whenever you are willing to train. So what I see is the fourth thing is I see perseverance. I see perseverance because perseverance is taking me to my expansion. So perseverance is the only way for me to break out of preschool because I get trapped in preschool because I'm not mature and I'm not doing what I need to do. What do I need to do? I need to submit myself to a training process to develop the skills that I need so that I can get where I really want to go. And our good friend James, he talks about that too, right there in chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 2. He says this, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance or your perseverance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. Or another word for that in the NIV, it says mature. You will be mature and complete, needing nothing. But you don't get to maturity until you have developed. How do you develop? It is through this thing called perseverance. Now you only use perseverance when things are difficult. You don't persevere through a vacation. You enjoy the vacation. 
Okay, you persevere through the difficulty. You persevere through the opposition. You persevere through what is difficult. And he says here, you have got to persevere. Why? Because as you persevere, it's what develops maturity on the inside of you. So when the test shows up in your life, the obstacle shows up in, the, in your life, what you want to resist and what you want to walk away from and what you want to curse and what you want to say the devil sent is actually there. So that when you walk through it, you can develop something on the inside of you and you can get some perseverance in you that's going to create maturity in you so that you can be complete, not lacking anything in your life so that you can step out of the preschool classroom and you can move forward into everything that God has for you. But it doesn't happen without perseverance. Perseverance. So, So when we talk about expansion... Woo! Amen. Expand. Expand my vision. Expand my future. Expand my life. Expand my impact. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, you're going to have to walk through some perseverance. Why? Because there's some skills that God needs to develop. There's some skills that God needs to develop. How many of you understand when you're out there in the wild, which I have never been in my life, How many of you understand, if you go out there, how many know, you better have some skills to survive. You, you better have some skills. You better know how to start a fire. I'm going to get your flint rocks. I don't know. You better, you better know how to survive. You, you, you have to have some skills. Why? Because if I don't have the skills, I'm not going to make it to the other side. If I don't have the skills, I'm not going to make it through this season. So I've got to develop the skills. Why? So that I can have what it takes to make it where God is trying to take me. If I'm ever going to break out of preschool, i got to develop the skills that take me into kindergarten and take me into first grade and take me into second grade. And that's what school is all about. You learn the skills of math, the skills of me. You learn all of the skills. Why? So you can keep on getting where you need to go. And when you graduate high school, you have a certain set of skills that they put their stamp of approval on you and say, you pass, you can go out there into the world with the skills that you have developed here. But sometimes we sit locked in a preschool classroom wondering, where's my promotion? Where's my breakthrough? Where's my blessing? Where's my blessing that I read in the Bible? I I read that I have a blessing. Yes, you do have a blessing. Your blessing is found in your promotion. But how many understand your promotion is found in your progress? That's the fifth thing. It's the fifth thing I see right here in the Scripture as we get into chapter 6. He says, "So, so let us stop going over the basic teachings. Let us stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Stop Stop the foolishness. Stop the immaturity. Stop going over and over. Stop the cycle. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting for our evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, 
And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. We will move forward. So what he's saying here is we started in verse 11 with the problem, and we end in verse 3 seeing that there is progress, and we see that we can make a move towards our progress. Why? Because we know that there is more. It takes us all the way back to Easter Sunday when I preached a message called Make a Move to More, right? And so that's what expansion is really all about. And he's saying here, hey, you, you can make a move. You can make a move. Why? Because there is more for you. God has more in, in store for your future. God has more in store for your family. God has more in store for you right where you are today. God has more for you, but he, you're not going to get to the more until you make a move and you start progressing in these areas of your life. See, in this year of expansion, sometimes we get, we get stuck in, in a problem. We get stuck in a problem. Here, their, their problem was that they're just not listening. And maybe, maybe that's our problem. Maybe, maybe we've stopped listening to other people. Maybe we've stopped taking other people's input. Maybe, maybe we have become the experts. Maybe, maybe we know everything that we need to know, and we find ourselves doing all the talking now, but we're not doing any of the listening. Maybe now we, we, feel, we feel so confident and so, so comfortable that, that, that we want to help everybody else, but, but we don't feel like anybody has anything to really offer us. So we stop listening. You know, it's interesting that uh, I think the, the statistic is 78% of people, when they, graduate, uh, when they graduate their formal education, never read another book again. 78%. Four out of every five people in America don't read another book again once they graduate their formal education. Why would I not read from the experts? Why would I not read about how to, how to have a great marriage from somebody who's dedicated 30 years of their life about creating better marriages? Why would I not read something from John Maxwell teaching me how to be a better leader when he's dedicated 40 years of his life to the study and the teaching of leadership? Why, why would I not read what he has put for me in 200 pages? It has cost him thousands of dollars and thousands of hours, time and time and time again, and he put it in 200 pages for me to improve my life, but I'm not reading it. Why? Because I don't need it. Why? Because I, I stopped listening. When I stop listening, I become dull. And when I become dull, I miss my promotion. I miss my promotion. Oh, yeah, God, God had more. Oh, I should be further along in my journey right now. Oh, I should, be, I should be doing more. I shouldn't just be on the Greek team. I should be the captain of the team. I shouldn't just be in a small group. I should be leading a small group. I, I, I should be further along. God's saying, I've got more for you, but the problem has kept you from the promotion. And sometimes we just have to be honest and say, you know what? It, it's not the devil, and it's not everybody out to get me, 
And sooner or later, I got to stop blaming it on my mom and how I was raised. And I, got, I, I, just, I just have to come to the fact, and I, I have to say that, that I have a problem right now. I've stopped listening to the people who can make me better. I've stopped listening to the people who want to point out things in my life and help me along this journey. And, and my promotion doesn't come from the left, and it doesn't come from the right. My promotion comes from God. And when I am in the right place, God will promote me to the right position. I miss my promotion. I miss my promotion, and then I get stuck. I get stuck in preschool. I get stuck in preschool. And when I get stuck in preschool, I, I, I lose sight of it. Just, I'm just taking the, the milk. But I'm not moving to what God really created me for. God didn't create me to, to, to be 58 years old and, and, and still in preschool. God didn't create me to be 43 and, and have been in the church for 20 years and still be addicted to pornography. God did not create me to, to live this way and to live in this turmoil and to live in this confusion and to live the way that I'm, I should be beyond this, but I'm stuck in preschool. Why? Because I, haven't, I have not been doing what I know to do. Come on, we're getting ready to close here, but I think it's important because, you know, we, we, we can always look, well, it's just going to be that next message that changes me. It's just going to be, it's going to be that, next, that next blog that I read that changes me. It's going to be that next thing that I get that changes me. No, what will change you is when you start doing what you already know you need to do. Come on. I mean, this, 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 is, just, this is just real life I'm talking about right now. We all know. We we know how to be healthy. We know how to lose weight. You know how to develop muscle. You go to the gym and you lift the weights and the muscles come. Okay? We know how to do it. But we're like, you know, I'm going to go to Barnes & Noble. I'm going to buy that next book about that next diet. I'm going to buy that next book, that next weight living, you know, 15 minutes to the physique that you've always desired. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to wait till that next breakthrough comes out in science, technology, and I can do it. You know, I'm going to wait till the next, and we just keep waiting for the next thing to bring the change, but we just got to start doing what we know. It's the key to breaking out of preschool. It's the key to breaking out of preschool, and when I break out of preschool and I start doing what I know to do, that's the only time that I develop perseverance. You don't need perseverance to come on Sunday morning and listen with your ears. You, you don't need perseverance to listen to a podcast every now and then. You don't need perseverance. You know what you need perseverance for? Loving your enemies, loving your neighbor, forgiving your spouse. That's what you need perseverance for. You know what you need perseverance for? Not lying. Always telling the truth. Living pure. That's what you need perseverance for. Saying no to what you need to say no to. Yes to what you need to say yes to. It's the action that you need the perseverance for. It's not the, the receiving of knowledge. I don't need perseverance for that. I need perseverance for the action. So, so I got I to gotta put it into practice. I got to start persevering in this journey. Doing the hard things. <laughs> yeah. And day out, telling myself no to this and yes to that, I got to start doing it day in and day out. And if I do it day in and day out and I start developing this perseverance, guess where that's going to take me? It's going to take me to progress. 
It's going to take me to maturity. It's going to take me where I'm no longer in prison, in preschool. Now I'm breaking out. Because why? Because I'm ready to make a move to the more that God has for me. I'm breaking out and I'm making a move to my expansion. And I'm not going to let anything keep me back from what God has for me in my future. And so I realize that it's going to be tough and it's not going to happen overnight. But I'm submitting myself to the process. I'm submitting myself to the training so that I can do what? Develop the skills that I need to be what? Mature and complete and not lacking anything in my life. That's what I'm ready for. That's what I'm ready for. I'm ready. I'm ready to expand. But we we got a problem. We need to know there's a promotion. Don't get trapped in preschool. Oh, it might take some perseverance. But let me tell you, if you're willing to endure that, guess what? You're headed. You're headed to progress. And I don't know about you, but I want to move to progress in my life. I don't want to get stuck in a problem. I don't want to get stuck in a mispromotion. I don't want to get stuck in preschool in my life. I don't want to get stuck. No, I am saying, God, I will persevere whatever I need to persevere through. Why? Because I want to see progress in my life because nothing expands until I make a move to more. Nothing gets bigger until I make a move to what God has in store for me and I develop what needs to develop so that I can be who I need to be when I get there. Come on, you stand with me. Bow your heads just for a moment. I love that the the context of the entire book of Hebrews. all about the validity and the supremacy of Jesus Christ as Messiah. But I love how he takes this little portion in the middle. He says, there's so much more we could teach you. Oh, there's so, there's so much more for you. But it's obvious that you have a problem. You're just not listening anymore. Tonight as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I I don't know. Maybe it's because you've been so disappointed you stopped listening. Maybe it's because you've been so hurt you stopped listening. Maybe it's just because you stopped asking questions. Maybe you just got bored. You stopped asking questions. But but you stopped listening. You you really stopped listening to to the Holy Spirit. Been in this journey for so long. You can quote the scriptures. You feel like you know what God would say about everything. You, You feel like you know what God would say about all different kinds of people. Been in church for a long time. 
You know a lot of good spiritual truths, but you really stop asking the Holy Spirit. You, you really stop being curious to God. Maybe you stop being curious in relationship with one another. And taking the role as the talker and not the listener. And through that process, you become dull. Your life's not as sharp as it needs to be. just become dull maybe it's only been months maybe it's been years I want you to hear me tonight God's saying there's more there's more for you there's more for you okay okay you're a little dull you got a problem okay okay maybe you maybe you missed a promotion along the way God was ready to lift you up but you weren't ready you weren't in the place to receive the position because you weren't ready for that and, and you missed a promotion. Okay. Maybe you got stuck in preschool in some areas of your life. Okay. Okay, but, but you need to know that there is still more. And at any moment that you're willing to submit yourself to the process of training, any moment you're willing to get off of the couch and get into the game, at any moment when you're willing to engage God on His level, any moment that you're willing to say, God, I want to believe you for more, any moment that you're willing to say, God, I'm ready to put into action what I already know. God, I'm ready to do, not just hear. I want to do what you've said. God, I'm ready to put it into practice practice and I'm ready to persevere. I'm ready to work it out so that you can develop in me the skills that I need so that I can be mature and complete. And today you're saying I'm ready to make a move to progress. Through perseverance, I'm going to get to my progress. But I got a problem. Going if that's you tonight. I got a problem, but I refuse for this problem to keep me from my progress. I refuse for who I am and where I am today to keep me from being who God has called me to be and where God wants me to go in this year of expansion. Say, I got a problem, but I'm ready to put some things into action so that I can move towards progress in 2018. If that's you right now, come on, I want you to slip your hand up in the air just as a sign to God. It's just between you and the Lord, between you and your creator, not you and your neighbor. Saying, God, I realize there's some areas in my life right now that are dull. Some areas in my life right now, I'm not listening. There's some areas in my life tonight. There's some areas in my life, I, I put it on mute. Come on, I believe even, even as I'm talking right now, if God brings something to your mind, come on, you can just slip your hand up and hold it. Uh, hold it up with all of us. Maybe there's some areas where you just hit mute. You got so tired of feeling the conviction in that area, you just hit the Holy Spirit. You just turned the Holy Spirit on mute because you heard it so much. You didn't want to hear it anymore. You just turned it off. I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm not listening to that nudge anymore. I'm not listening. I'm not listening to that anymore, and I'm turning it off. I want that hand lifted towards heaven right now. I want you just to say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, 
I have a problem. But you always have the answer. Your grace is sufficient. Your love is unconditional. And I believe that you created me for more. And right now, I'm making a move to the expansion, to the more that you have in store for me. I will not be a prisoner to my problem. I will not stay where I am right now. I will not remain dull any longer. I will submit to the process. I will submit to the perseverance. Because I want to see the progress in my life. Father, I pray for each and every one that lifted their hand tonight. God, I pray in Jesus' name that they would see multiplied expansion in their lives as they start putting some things into action that need to be put into action as they take what they already know and they start making moves on what they already know. God, I pray that you would bring promotion. God, I pray that you would bring advancement. God, I pray that you would bring the more, the expansion that you have in store for them. Bring it into their lives in this season and let 2018 be a year like they never dreamed possible. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And if you believe it right now, come on, put your hands together. Here at North Point Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North Point.